Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Why do you look mischievous, Mrs. Shadow? <laughs> what is your permission? Um, well, there's a question on Twitter. All Somebody right. has a question. Yeah. And the question is, um, on Twitter, Bosox92165 says, All right. I call foul. You are 268. I am six foot three, two twenty five, and I don't wear a thirty eight waist. How do heck? How the heck do you fit into those? That's a very valid question. Now I believe I know why you fit into them, and Mister Two Twenty Five does not. Okay, I, let me. T- I'll tell you one thing. When I approach them, by the way, they're Travis Matthew. They're beautiful pants. on you, sweetie. Your butt looks great. Well, here's the thing. When I approached them yesterday, I, they, I had no hope in, that they would fit. Mm-hmm. But they do fit, and I don't know why, and I don't. I have no idea why. I, my feeling is this: is that I'm losing uh, ass and leg and thigh fat, mm-hmm. and that I have no real. I have a square, but not really a buttocks to speak of. <laughs> I so I think this is part of it. Mm-hmm. However, I think um, that our friend Bosox on Twitter may in fact be wearing his pants. Um, around his waist. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I, oh, okay. So that also hurts, I think. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I see. Um, what a dick you are. Wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Okay. So what you're so saying. So what pant size do you think you would wear if you put your pants around your waist? Well, I, I think this counts as your waist. In fat guy world, you have to use anything under the primary role. Well, but as eventually, your as the primary role recedes and right. the visceral fat number goes down, I assume you plan on eventually having a waist again. I assume there will be a waist again. <laughs> I, I don't know. This is like what if this is what you do. This is the etiquette when you're in fat guy world. Is that you use this? You go under the role. But regardless, Alice, I am shocked that this doesn't. I've had to use this for uh, a, you know. 50 20 years or whatever and six months ago this was a 48 yes was a 48 so i so he's not so to be clear and he's made a lot of progress he used to be an under the roll 48 right now he's an under the roll 38 but not a waste 38 i guess so i mean that seems pretty cheap of you to take that from me because you go i mean i used to be a waste 38 I used to well, be I'm one. sure you will be again. Then, I'm sure yeah, but you, you don't go. You don't go waist thirty eight, waist forty, waist forty two, waist forty, <laughs> waist thirty eight. As you because <laughs> we you start going under primary role. Doesn't that's not how it works. So when did you make the switch to under the role though? Probably I don't know, like two thousand. Like at what pounds? Seven. I don't know. Maybe two sixty. I, I don't know. Two fifty. I don't. I don't. So when I, I do you maybe, think? I'm not sure because. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure when it happened that I've just became like officially fat. So I, um, I don't know. But the last time I was wearing 38, 
I was I weighed more like what he weighed, I think, and I was jogging and I was in shape. And the, I, I I for like a month wore a thirty six, and then that was it. Then I was off to the races. Um, okay. And then a different woman destroyed my life, and then <laughs> I was I gained a bunch of weight, and that was it. But but so that was but that was two thousand four. Um. So so yeah. So I don't know why this is. I also just think that I get I get fat and lose weight like you guys probably do too in just different ways now. It's not as if like when I was twenty five or. You just get a few, like your stomach would get fat, or whatever. I'm, I'm all sorts of things. I'm not even a human form. If you look, well, at- that's why. Well, that's why I think the awaken one eighty thing. Why they track the visceral fat number? Because yeah. I think losing that particular part is especially hard. Right. That it doesn't just all come straight from there. That it's like right comes from everywhere, and like that part's like really hard to get rid of. It's also the part that's worst for you, by the way, too. Right, because it's in your organs until yeah. Right, well, that all- I think I feel actually, but so so he makes a good point. It might be foul, but I, the fact is, I'm wearing 38 pants. They are the waist is elastic, but it's not fat guy pants. So I assume that um, I assume I don't know why it fits. I don't know. I haven't been I haven't been this close to 38 in. And like, if it's fake, if I'm doing stolen valor, stolen pants valor. Well, no, I think I might I think, be. Well, you've lost five pant sizes. I can't, even if they're not ten, because there's no odd numbers, right? Yeah, but I, it's still ten. It's inches, right? I guess ten inches, but so I'm saying, but I'm saying like pant sizes. Yeah, I guess so. So you've lost five pant sizes for your under the roll sizes. You'll lose more, and eventually, presumably, you'll be wearing it at the waist again. One thinks. I don't know. <laughs> One believes. Who knows what'll happen? Anything could happen. Who knows what's under there at this point? <laughs> well, we'll have to see. But uh, I think I think yeah, well, but that's that's my theory, Bosox, as to why you wear thirty at. 225. I think that's horse bleak. And you don't think at 6'3", 225, he's wearing a 38? Or he's saying he doesn't even wear a 38? Yeah, I don't know why. I I think I don't... I, I don't know. You see my ass. It, 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 I mean, everything there is smaller. I know one thing you've said is smaller. Right? You know that. Everybody knows that. But, 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 but my... But waist down stuff has gotten smaller, right? To me, I see it. I see well, my yeah, leg. Well, yeah, it definitely I, is. Because if you were wearing a 48 there before... Right. And now you're wearing a 38. Right. Obviously, everything has gotten smaller. I think I've lost a lot of buttock. Probably, yeah. Which is not Have like... you tried wearing any of your bigger pants at the waist to see if that, like, works? Bigger pants? Oh, I guess it probably... I don't have like, a waist. No, but I mean, like, you can't... The, the, the big pants, the 48s, are huge. But can you wear them at your waist? I guess I... I ser- no, they won't fit at the waist. Like, they won't they'll fit be anywhere. too small or they'll too be too big. big? So, could you wear, like, a 44 at your waist? I don't have a waist, Alice. You mean where the waist should be? Yes. So that's like on my primary roll, lower primary <laughs> roll, and and side bellies. I guess so. I guess so. Okay. I don't know if women do that. Well, women have don't do you, have women have things up here. No, but we, some women have a primary roll. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I don't know if women do that. The under the roll pants thing. I don't no, know. because women generally are no. Because I don't want to talk about this. I don't. Think <laughs> okay. Know. But did you? Is there something you wanted to say about my shirt? Um, it's a Travis Matthews shirt, and it looks lovely. We're kind of twins today, actually. Well, well, one of us is classy, one of us, and one is, of wearing us is wearing a high dollar shirt. And this well, is the, this is the Zena that you're looking at. Mm-hmm. That's high dollar. Given, but yeah, I was gonna say, given where we got this, I yes. think it probably was like a fifty dollars sweatshirt. Right, for this. you can either spend fifty bucks on a Travis Matthews <laughs> shirt or anything at the Willie's store in Greensboro, Vermont. <laughs> Travis Matthew, this is the Zena. I'm wearing Alice. Mm-hmm. Can you guess? I will give you 50 bucks if you can name the color. Heather. Be careful. <laughs> Be careful here. Heather Copen Blue. No, Heather Light Blue. Heather Light Blue. Heather Light Blue. You know why this, how you can tell this is a good uh, shirt, Alice? The heavy tag. Heavy tag. We maybe. know. We know. All right. Two more things. Two more things. One, I need your um, your Himalayan salt lights on. Okay. <laughs> Two, I need your other Himalayan salt lights on. I don't think these ones turn on. Wait, did you put in the batteries? Is that why? <gasps> oh, you put the batteries in this. them. Look at that. Wow. Look at this. Is that because I ordered batteries on Amazon? You ordered batteries. I'll tell you one thing else. <clears throat> I deserve better, but your battery game... <laughs> has always been solid. 
always been solid. This is one thing you get with I'm a big stalker up on batteries. Yeah. And like, I stock up on lots of things because I'm a psycho. Mm-hmm. And many of them we don't need or use. <laughs> Show you guys want a tour. <laughs> but batteries, I stock up on like a psycho, and we actually use them. So there are, that's, there are that's one place. Amazon Prime <laughs> s- subscription packages in the front doorway of our house. It looks like uh, Stonehenge there that the kids have to look out for. And but that is one place where my particular brand of mental illness aligns with our needs very well. You don't think so? Yeah, Do you not does. find joking about mental illness funny? I find <laughs> I find it Wait, you haven't gone I I don't believe I have mental illness. I think I'm cured. No, I was just saying way, about my that, mental I was talking about my mental illness. Is Doug's head stuck in the table or something. <laughs> I mean, no. So, no. um so I, I don't even know if I should still take all my lithium and my uh, all my stuff anymore. Why you're happy now? It's not a matter of being happy; it's a matter of breathing. Oh, okay. Well, if you feel good, did I, I not check in with you in the last couple of months? <laughs> Have you not known what's been happening? Okay, I mean, I know, but you know. So I, I don't okay. know. Do we do it T- today? Has been a for. It's just been a weird day. It's been a weird day. It's been day. a tough day for Al Shattuck. It's been a, a busy day for me. You looking for the chocolate? It's on where my section is in the pantry. You probably need to use a chair. It's, they're looking. They're oh, I have food over here. That's what the dog wants. Oh. That's my food. What food is it? The rice? It's rice and fish. Oh, cool. That I oh, was the fish eating, from yesterday. That I was eating right before. You're giving that to me? <laughs> I'm putting it up high. Oh, good. It's a, so Pepper looks good. can't get it. Can you set it up there so Pepper can't get it? I think Pepper wants it regardless. <laughs> well, I don't want her to be able to get it, and I don't want her to hassle me, so I want it by you. Um, <laughs> thank you. For that. I'm the one with a nice shirt. Ruin this with your Tupperware. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, so I was I'm wondering if I should do this because this person is a vile human being, but at the same time, those, I mean, hi, Pepper. Nice to see you. Singing a different tune than you are a few minutes ago, honey. What do you mean? What are you trying to say? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing is to come home and realize Pepper has ripped all the trash all over the kitchen. That is my mm. favorite thing. Warms my heart. <laughs> does. Little angel. Okay, so Debbie Wasserman Schultz, she had, she was cross-examining Matt Taibbi today. Oh, this is amazing. Everything about this was amazing. <sighs> it's terrible, though. It's so terrible. No, it's really bad. But don't you think it just exemplifies, like, because, it's interesting because I, it just, to me, points out that liberals hate other liberals that go off the reservation the most out of anything. Well, I say that's true. I say also that they can't stand not not just go off the reservation, but if you've done something to create to make yourself an apostate, like hand over facts and uh, emails or footage of the January sixth riots mm-hmm. to the American people without it going through the uh, the progressive uh, filter fil- filter gauntlet first then you must be destroyed and that's essentially this is just a smear job on matt taibbi the reporter and whatever mm-hmm. he's fine well and this anger is the most about just like revealing information yeah right like because it's not it's not about having an opinion they don't like even necessarily it's about it's like libs of tiktok Libs of TikTok isn't in trouble for anything Libs of TikTok says right. or does or thinks. She's in trouble for putting out Can you let her up on videos. The couch. She doesn't she go, just wants the food. Go up the couch. Up here. Up on the couch. Come up. Go, 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 go. Go up. Go up. Go she go just sit. wants my food. Um but she's in trouble because she puts out she shows people what videos leftists put out. And that's why they're mad about the Tucker Carlson thing, too, right? Even though right. he's obviously not a liberal, but they're mad at him. Can I just give her the food? No. You don't want it? No, I'm going to eat it when I'm done. Oh, you are? <laughs> no, I was eating God it knows. right before, but I don't want to eat it during the show okay. because it will make mouth noises that you won't like. Okay. Um, but the same with the Tucker Carlson thing. They're not upset because he thinks like the January 6th people are wrongly imprisoned or whatever like because he's thought that the whole time they're upset that he showed footage that they didn't want to show right 
or even it, and that's the same thing like with the Twitter files is it's not about Matt Taibbi doesn't really have any different opinions from these people on like anything. He's no. like literally a socialist. Right. And he's a huge leftist and he's uh, it, but the problem is is he put information out there that they didn't want out there. Right. And they didn't get to control it and so they're mad. And Schellenberger is a liberal too. He voted for Biden. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, he's a big uh, he must be a paid spokesman. I don't because he tweets about it all the time and I don't know who would tweet about this unless it's like your thing, but Pepper. um you know, he tweets about nuclear energy all the time and how that's the only like way to do the green movement, so I'm assuming he has some kind of lobbying gig with them. I don't really know. But um but I, I he's a liberal too. They're they're Matt Taibbi's probably more liberal, but they're getting called so-called journalists and yelled at and like they were really really mad. It was interesting. They're like screaming at him yes. about like, is Elon Musk your source or not? Like, and he's like, I'm not going to reveal my source. Oh, so you're saying he's your source? Because if you won't talk about him, you mean he's your source? It's like, whoa. They were like foaming. They, they were so mad. And it's real. like, it's fascinating to watch because they reserve that for liberals who do things that they don't like, like that level of vitriol and anger. But also just because they're like... They're just putting internal stuff from Twitter out there that Twitter's releasing. And like, and now Twitter's being investigated by the FTC. Like, they're throwing everything at this. Absolutely. So let's listen in. This is, our, this is so, uh, so much to say about this. Debbie Wasserman Schultz. I mean, Mr. Taibbi, I, I want to ask about journalistic ethics and information sources. The Society of Professional Journalists Code of Ethics asserts that journalists should avoid political activities that can compromise integrity or credibility. So listen. So she's defining what a good journalist is. So so you can see that she's setting him up here. She then, one of her aides puts a picture of Joe Rogan high behind her. And then next to that is a picture of Taibbi talking to Rogan. So you know the kind of person this guy hangs with. Two liberals, actually, Rogan <laughs> yeah. and Taibbi. And is, by the way, is Joe Rogan primarily a political show? No, I, nobody knows why Rogan's on is, this. Is is going on Joe Rogan a political act? Well, well, you're right. But she's setting up the biggest straw man in the world. Or do talking all about, kinds of people go she's on? She's talking Joe about Rogan. what the Center for Whatever Journalism is, and then she goes to what Taibbi's definition of bad journalism is, and uses that to show that he broke his oath of office of what good journalism is. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. He's a private, like he's a reporter. Who just reports? And also, Are you by the turn way, turn him into the the journalism police to the well, Pulitzer yeah. people well, to yeah. take back his prizes. And honestly, the our idea of what journalism is is an extremely modern one. This idea of like journalistic well, ethics and like reporters like unbiased do like that's a new idea. Like when the framers wrote the Constitution and the First Amendment, that was not a thing that existed. Everyone's newspaper well, right, but, that but existed was, but and, and I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like this idea that like there's some established, long-standing, important norm of like what journalism is is like that's like you're saying I like think what are you going to send the, century, the, around the journalism 20, police? Like there's no during around 1900, I think, is when this kind of thought that journalism was fact collection, et cetera, started to be. A mantra that was more repeated, mm-hmm. etc. And, okay, there we go. Being a Republican witness today certainly casts a cloud over your ob- objectivity. He was subpoenaed by a Republican. <laughs> what do they want? You know, they brought up, they asked him to come in, the Republican asked. So being a Republican in, 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 witness casts a cloud over his objectivity. Now, if he was a Democratic witness, it doesn't. That's all there are there, is Republicans and Democrats. So any witness... If no... you ever are called to testify before Congress, you now belong to that party. Right. But a deeper concern that I have relates to the ethics of how journalists receive and present certain information. Journalists should avoid accepting spoon-fed, cherry-picked information if it's likely to be slanted, incomplete, or designed to reach a foregone, con- easily disputed, or invalid conclusion. Wait, you can't take every, uh, information if it's likely to be slanted? What does that mean? So, uh, so when when they got a hold of t- Trump's tax cuts and Maddow had the tax uh, reforms and Maddow had them, was she okay with that? Was that slightly slanted? Was it not slanted? Who knows? They were just tax forms. Obviously, they're being leaked by somebody who had an agenda, because everybody has an agenda. 
It's politics. It's the world. Everybody's got an agenda. There's a reason. She's so freaking stupid. It's, it, it kills me. To this idea that things something that's leaked with an agenda, something you're not supposed to take something that's handed off. That's how you get stories. That's how you get them. You open up your email and somebody's giving you an internal memo or a document from a school committee or a board of ed or their company or a government official. That's how the news goes. It's not everybody mm-hmm. sleuthing and meeting deep throat in garages. They get handoffs from leakers. Illusion. Would you agree with that? I think it's. I think it depends. Really? You you wouldn't agree that a journalist should avoid spoon-fed, cherry-picked information if it's likely to be slanted, incomplete, or designed to reach a foregone, easily disputed, or invalid conclusion? Mrs. Con- uh, Congresswoman, I've done probably a dozen stories involving whistleblowers. Every reported story that I've ever done across three decades involves sources who have motives. Every time you do a story, you're making a, a, a balancing test okay. reclaiming, between the public interest. Reclaiming my time. Thank you very much. Okay. I ask you this because before you became Elon Musk's hand-picked journalist... So- Ooh! Ow! <laughs> they simply ask him... Uh, Musk just asked him to be one of the journalists to go through the document dump. Yeah, so he, just he picked, like, people that he thought would have integrity and, like... Right. Specifically because they're people that have shown that they're willing to go against, like, their own, quote, side's agenda. Right. And pardon the oxymoron. Get it? She get that zinger. Mm-hmm. Let's go right. Uh, uh, a balancing test okay. between the public. Claiming my time. Thank you very much. Okay. I ask you this because before you became Elon Musk's hand-picked journalist, so, and pardon the oxymoron, you stated this on Joe Rogan's podcast about being spoon-fed information, and I quote: "I think that's true of any kind of journalism, and you'll see it behind me here. I think that's true of any kind of journalism. Once you start getting handed things, then you've lost." They have you at that point, and you got to get out of that habit. You just can't cross that line. Do you still believe what you told Mr. Rogan? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes. Good. Now, you crossed that line with the Twitter files. No. <laughs> cross that line. It's funny, too, because, and you and I both know this, me because I've like worked with people in politics, and you because you've worked at newspapers where they've dealt with people in politics when he refers to being like spoon-fed stuff mm-hmm. what he's really talking about is this like oppo research kind of garbage where you know people come to you with something it's oftentimes like pre-written already sure sure like the things already out there and they're like look at this and it's like got quotes in it from them or their organization or whatever like and it's all ready to go it has everything in it and oftentimes you do have to do like a bunch of legwork with things like that because the people that are giving it to you could have like omitted something important or gotten something wrong or you know whatever but what i think like more that he's saying is that spoon fed in other words the comms guy for the governor is giving you something every few days. Right. That's, and oftentimes it's like virtually a press release. Well, it, it, sometimes it can be, it, it, or at least all the, the bullets are there that are needed. Sometimes it can be a virtual press release. But what I mean is they're giving a reporter something every few days so that the reporter it looks good to his editor, always has a, a scoop, is always breaking news, gets plaudits in the newsroom, and it then becomes obedient to that comms guy who he should be scrutinizing and that governor that he should be scrutinizing. Mm-hmm. So that's the relationship that can be poisonous if you're always getting something. And, you know, they'll try this. They, I remember the, the mayor, Marty, Marty Walsh, um, used to always give us something when he would come in mm-hmm. and, like, uh, give us little, little crumbs here and there and off-the-record stuff. And that was his way of feeding the ducks, kind of. Yeah, and now... That's not what the Twitter files is because no. the Twitter files must provided w- these journalists with a huge amount of unedited information, not with like specific, like report this or whatever, but right. The t- literally, it was Elon Musk. Oh, not literally, but f- metaphorically, it was Elon Musk with a forklift bringing a pallet full of boxes of emails, dropping them in front of Taibbi and say, make of it what you Yeah, and want. Barry Weiss and Schellenberger and <laughs> exactly. all these people. Did you people. hear the Barry Weiss thing, by the way? Um, I think I may have sent it to us, I think. Maybe, I'm not sure. 
Um, but yeah, so th- so this was the opposite of that. Actually, this was here's information that nobody has that nobody has seen, and I want you to write about what's in here, like stuff that's in here, and like with your agenda, with you pick what you're reporting. And Musk gave them a huge amount of leeway and personal sort of decision making on what to report on in there. This was not a you know, a Musk PR operation. This is much more like what McCarthy did with Tucker Carlson, where he provided all this stuff and let Tucker Carlson go through it. And, you know, they, he didn't, you know, give Tucker some clips that Tucker's now airing as propaganda. He, they let Tucker and his producers in there to sit there and watch hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of footage and decide what might be important to them to look at and show their viewers well, right. and what it meant to them, which is like, that's actually what reporting is. is. Well, right. And you know, what's funny is that what the, I got to give Feinberg credit for this because he brought this up. I think it was Todd. Um, Wasserman Schultz herself, when she was running the DNC, was dealing with media left and right, handing stuff off. Of course. And, you know, was, you know, colluding to uh, keep Bernie out of contention. Mm-hmm. You know, so she mm-hmm. is a, you know, a bottom yeah. feeder's bottom Well, the feeder. other thing is, too, and this is, so I was reading more into, like, the FC, FTC, sorry, investigation thing with Twitter and why the FTC is looking at them. And it's apparently because they're trying to decide if, like, Twitter maybe, like, was... um cavalier about like user privacy and user data and like with all the layoffs and everything um if they had been maybe if that's like put user data privacy in danger Mm. and so like in some way hurt if twitter laying off half their staff in some way like hurt the user in some way that they i mean it seems like a fishing expedition to me because it's not clear to me that there's any like Nothing has happened to Twitter users. That seems like it should be actionable by the FTC, but, I mean, what do I know? Elon Musk, it's my time. Please do not interrupt me. Elon Musk spoon-fed... Elon Musk spoon-fed you his cherry-picked information... I want to go back and hear why they're laughing, because she said that. ...line with the Twitter files. No. Elon Musk, it's my time. Please do not interrupt me. Hold on, let me get back to that. ...at that point, and you got to get out of that habit. You just can't cross that line. Do you still believe what you told Mr. Rogan? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes. Good. Now, you crossed that line with the Twitter files. No. Elon Musk, it's my time. Please do not interrupt me. Elon Musk spoon-fed... Elon Musk spoon-fed you his... What a joyless Mm -hmm. lech she is. God, she's always been a horrific, hideous thing. Cherry-picked information, which you must have suspected promotes a slanted viewpoint. Elon Musk cherry-picked information? He gave him everything. Yeah. Or at the very least generates another... By the way, can we just take a step back here? What is her problem here? Yeah, why is Matt Taibbi in trouble with her? Right, and why are we mad? Why is she mad at Elon Musk... In his personal journalist, like, <laughs> who's not really a journalist because he, I mean, he contradicted if, the written Ten Commandments of Matt Taibbi. I mean, even if Matt Taibbi is like secretly taking money to be Elon Musk's like personal PR guy. Right. And, and he's like completely violating his own internal code of ethics. Does that like, is that a matter for the federal government? Yeah, why is she? Why is he? Why is he being? You are a bad person, sir. Are they going to impeach It's incredible. Right wing conspiracy theory. You violated your own standard, and you appear to have benefited from it. We can go send him to his room. No dinner. She going to spank him? I don't understand. You contradicted yourself. What in his official capacity as a citizen and a journalist? Well, so, so have a supervisor write him up. What do you and want? And especially now with Substack, which like just calls more into what you said earlier. That- Tom Shattuck, you accepted uh, high-dollar uh, clothing from Travis Matthew. Uh, you and- appear to have benefited from your yes. po- so-called podcast. And you uh, you payoled them back by mentioning it again and again and again. And it's like, uh, yeah? <laughs> Am I going to jail? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. 
With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, do I have to go into January 6th <laughs> but, jail? But it's funny because, like you were saying earlier, that, you know, who's going to arrest him? Like the journalism police? Like, and that's really what some of this stuff has done. Like, there's a possibility that if he were like a writer at the Boston Globe and he did this Twitter file stuff, like the Globe would let him go or like be upset about and say, well, like, oh, you violated some kind of journalistic ethic. I, 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 I don't think, I, I, I would, I think every publication in this country would have killed to get the Twitter. Oh files. yeah, yeah, no, but I'm saying like, because he didn't do it as it. He's he's on Substack, is my point. Right, right, yeah. So he makes his money from Substack now, mm-hmm. and we're about to find that out. Well, and so, but he didn't publish Twitter file stuff on his Substack because that was specifically Elon Musk's request. Is right. if I'm giving you this, then you'll publish this information on Twitter, not on Substack. And there's talk actually if like twitter and substack could at some point sort of be competitive business models um you know with like the longer tweets now if you have twitter blue and stuff like that Mm. um that are like expandable um but anyway that not being the point but my point being i guess that just like you actually can get in trouble for payola on like the quote real radio where the Mm -hmm. FCC regulates this stuff and like what you can do and the ethics of it. But like in podcasting, you're allowed to do whatever you want. Right. Is that, that is the heat and not your computer, right? Or is it both? I think it's my computer. (laughs) Um, But, um, in podcasting, you can do what you want. And in Substack, you can do what you want. Right. And on Twitter, you can do what you want. And this, almost more than anything, really, really bothers the left. Because, like, think about that, the New York Post, like, Hunter Biden laptop story. They were able to shut that down because traditional outlets refused to cover it. Social media and big tech refused to let it spread. But, like, on places like Substack... And now Twitter, because of Elon Musk, like this stuff can go out there. Yeah. And it, even just the raw information of it. Anyone with half a brain knew that the Hunter Biden stuff off the laptop was real because it's like virtually impossible to fake years worth of emails credibly mm-hmm. and like stick them on a computer. Like you can't do it with the metadata and whatever else. Everybody knew it wasn't. It was real information. Whether or not Russians sent it to some Rudy Giuliani or not, like or how we I don't think they really were involved at all, but whatever. Suppose they were. Like everyone knew the stuff on the laptop was real the whole time. And yet it still got this treatment. And that's how they want to treat any information that they don't want to get out. That's why they don't want Tucker looking through the January 6th footage. That's why they don't want any journalists, even left-wing ones, to get to look through all the internal Twitter stuff. That's why they don't want libs of TikTok posting videos of things they themselves on the left actually believe and say. You know, they, they actually have an abhorrence of real reporting and they've always been able to put a lid on it and now it's getting harder to do that and they absolutely hate it yep before the release of emails in of the emails in august of last year you had 661,000 twitter followers after the twitter files your followers Uh-oh. doubled and now it's three times what it was last august i imagine your Substack readership which is a subscription increased significantly because of the work that you did for elon musk now, I'm not asking you to put a dollar figure on it, but it's quite obvious that you've profited from the Twitter files. 
you hit the jackpot on that Vegas slot machine to which you referred. That's true, isn't it? Is he supposed to be losing money year over year? <laughs> He's Matt Taibbi. Is he supposed to? I don't understand. Is it supposed How to be pro bono work? How be successful? Real journalists only do their work for free, which is actually not that far from the truth. By the way, by the way, but yeah, yeah, it is. By the way, um, has which is why so many of them are trust fund babies, though. By the way, of course. Do you suppose, by the way, that uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz's uh, stock portfolio has improved year over year since she's been in Congress? With with an uncanny ability, with an uncanny ability, she's a public service. She has been a public servant her whole life. She has sacrificed and given up so she can serve this country. It is not for personal profit. How dare you? I've also reinvested. You've made some. No, 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 no. Is it true that you have profited since you were receipt? You were this recipient of the Twitter files. You've made money. Yes or no? I Very think it's probably question. a wash, honestly. Nope. You've, you, you have nope. made money that... You- I believe that was his answer. Nope. <laughs> You've made money. Is she asking him questions not about anymore. his finances? Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. Okay. Good to you know. did not have before, correct? But I've also spent money that I didn't have okay. before. I just hired a I, whole group. So, so she's got... They, somebody in her office came up with this idea that they'd use his sacred a credo about not getting handoffs and have one poster there, another poster of Joe Rogan behind her who's high in the poster, and then another poster of himself talking to Rogan. What is... What is the win that she's supposed to get from this? (laughs) Really? What is... I don't know. And then we'll... Guys, and then we'll flambe him right there. Ha-ha! Good. Great. You yelled at Matt Taibbi, progressive reporter. For being on the receiving end of a document dump, does, <laughs> I mean, like does does David Corn get the same treatment? I assume David Corn would vet uh, or or would filter in a different way. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, <sighs> I just the whole thing. The whole thing today was so insane. Do you know what the the thing is that that's interesting is? It's like if she doesn't want herself and her colleagues to be a target of a pretty devastatingly effective reporter, then she F that up today. Because Matt Taibbi will be taking handoffs from people within Debbie Wasserman Schultz's office uh, happily during his next few Mm -hmm. months. The other thing I hate about this that was my takeaway from the clips that I was seeing of this is that it's annoying that like... Because so many people in Congress are like old slash just out of it in general mm-hmm. that they like don't understand how anything works. No, and they don't all. know anybody. We'll get, we're going to get that in a second. With people to patently obvious answer, reclaiming my time. Attention is a powerful drug. Eyeballs, money, prominence, attention. All of it points powerful to problems drug. with accuracy and credibility. And the larger point, which is social media companies are not biased against conservatives. And if anything, they ignored their own policies by allowing Trump and other MAGA extremists to post incessant lies, endangering public safety, and even our democracy. Hypocrisy is the hangover of an addiction to attention. Now, I want to point out another... How long did she work on that line? No, it's not. God. So, wait a second. So, So, what is happening here? It, why does she think he's the Twitter CEO? Why is he being yelled at for this? Another alleged finding from the Twitter files, Mr. Schellenberger. You've referenced. Okay, we don't have to hear the Schellenberger one. But it's it, it's just it's absolutely amazing. It, it's just well, yeah. It's almost like we just haven't even come that far since was it? I think it was John McCain who said the internet was like a series of tubes. Okay, so this is That's great. like all of Congress's understanding oh, yeah. of everything. So this is excellent. This is Schellenberger and Taibbi. They actually have a tough time keeping their composure here. <laughs> as both of them crack a smile, and Taibbi at one point does laugh. In, um, in your- this is Miss Garcia, Sylvia Garcia. It's regarding Barry Weiss. In, um, in your discussion, in your answer, you also said that you were invited by a friend... Barry Weiss? My friend Barry Weiss. 
So this friend works for Twitter, or what is what is her? Um... She's a journalist. Sir, I didn't ask you a question. I'm, I'm now asking Mr. Schellenberger a question. Please yes, ma'am. Barry Weiss is a journalist. I'm sorry, sir? She's a journalist. She's a journalist. So you work in concert with her? Um, yeah. Do you know when she first uh, was contacted by Mr. Musk? I, I don't know. You don't know. So you're in this as a threesome? <laughs> um, there was many more people involved than that. There was many more people involved with it. In, uh, um, in your discussion, in your answer, you also said that you were... <laughs> She's not likely to be involved in that threesome as far as my uh, investigation goes. I want to hear it again. I don't care. Invited by a friend, Barry Weiss. My friend, Barry Weiss. So this friend works for Twitter, or what is what is her... Um... She's a journalist. Sir, I didn't ask you a question. I'm, I'm now asking Mr. Schellenberger a question. Please yes, ma'am. Barry Weiss is a journalist. I'm sorry, sir? She's a journalist. She's a journalist. Do so you work in concert with her? Um, yeah. Do you know when she first uh, was contacted by Mr. Musk? I, I don't know. You don't know. So you're in this as a threesome? Um... <laughs> There was many more people involved than that. There was many more people involved. You should have seen the people behind him laugh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I can't with Congress. They I know. just suck too much. I, know. I also think enjoyable, though, this was having this mm-hmm. um, be public. For the most part, I hate them having those cameras there. Oh, yeah. They should get rid of the cameras. Yeah. It's too. It just. Yep. It, it, they aggravate me too much. It's too much grandstanding and stupidity. And the right is just as guilty of that. I don't mm-hmm. give the right any credit for like being above that. They're all they think every day on Capitol Hill is a day to cut campaign commercials at taxpayers' expense. Oh yeah, oh totally, it's, totally. It's gross. It's this, worse. This, anyway, yeah. <sighs> anyway, um, I want to before we play our chat chat messages. Um, there was one topic that I wanted to cover because. Um, and I guess this just kind of goes to how, like, all the experts and all the people and all of these super smart geniuses running the country and everybody else. And she Fauci was on TV yeah, again you want telling me to us. Load that up? Um, I, I don't know if you have to play. He was on TV again telling us that we don't understand how important gain of function research is and we're all stupids for not getting it or whatever. Anyway, he's fine. Uh, I don't care enough about him to why like, is he really de- want to. Oh, hold on. Why is he defending gain of function? I thought that he wasn't doing gain of function or paying for it anymore. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. He, we don't. We're too dumb to understand how important gain of function research is. So, and um, and we should all be thanking him. And he's science itself. And uh, oh. why are we? I don't know. Your Tupperware is uh, on the board. No, it's the headphone thing. I'm sure. Right here. Uh, no. The right here? yeah, that thing. I'm sure is why. Okay. So anyway, but like we don't know anything. Like the experts don't know anything. Scientists don't know. I mean, they know a yeah. lot of stuff, to no, be fair. But right. but the it's such a, a a minuscule, tiny little slice of what reality actually is that it it's laughable, right? So that this article was in NPR today that just I liked and made me think about this because like I told you today, it was like a weird day emotionally. This is where I am mentally today yep. is, um, this is from NPR. The first wiring map of an insect's brain hints at incredible complexity. Scientists have created the first detailed wiring diagram of an insect brain, the brain from a fruit fly larva. Mm-hmm. So that's a baby fruit. It's a maggot. Yeah. A baby fruit fly. Contained 3,116 neurons connected by 548,000 synapses, the team reported Thursday in the journal Science. Uh, Previous wiring diagrams known as connectomes were limited to worms and tadpoles with just a few hundred neurons and a few thousand synaptic connections. The fruit fly larva connectome is an important advance because it's closer in many regards to a human brain than the other ones. This is how well we understand the human brain is we've advanced from worms to baby fruit flies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's how close we are. For example, there's regions that correspond to decision making that correspond to learning. There's regions that correspond to navigation. Wait a second. We talked to a fruit fly for this? 
No, we sliced up its brain and connected all the places. So we they... know like how it decides like what school district to move into. No, 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 we're not that far yet. Okay. We're not that far into understanding fruit fly minds. Okay. <laughs> we haven't we haven't gotten that far yet. We're not that advanced. Slow down. We've just mapped out We'll never understand. The, no, we never will. It's too complicated for science to know how the fruit fly brain works. They've now mapped it out and they're like, hmm, this region's for decision making. And like I say this not because like I mean, I think it does point out on the one hand that Insects could be leading incredibly complex lives that we know absolutely nothing about because we have zero understanding of it, but which is, you know, kind of fascinating on its own. But also, like, the idea that science is, like, super excited that they've now, like, mapped out a tiny little fruit fly brain. But the challenges scientists faced in producing the fruit fly larva connectome just show just how far they still have to go to map a human brain, which contains more than 80 billion neurons and hundreds of trillions of synapses. Researchers have focused on connectomes. Da, da, da. The brain is the physical object that makes us who we are. And to fully understand, we need to know how it's wired. Uh, mapping the human connectome is still many years off. They had to do all this stuff. Um... And they go into all these different things. But listen to this. Um, this complete map of neural connections took a large team. How long do you think to finish? Two months. More than a decade to finish. <laughs> and involved painstaking science. Yeah, we need more grant money. For what? <laughs> the fruit fly. We're really the making team we're, on the, we're on the verge of a breakthrough. <laughs> the team began by slicing. And I'm not even making fun of them because I'm sure this is like very difficult and complicated work. Like, but why are we doing it? I mean, um, the team began by slicing a single tiny brain the size of a grain of salt into thousands of very thin sections. You don't screw it up at all because if you make one mistake, you have to throw out the entire brain and start all over. <laughs> I'm getting the sense a lot of fruit flies died in the making of this production, among other things. Then they used an electron microscope to capture an image of each slice. And then tracing the connections from one neuron to another required powerful computers and specialized computational tools. Those tools are enough to trace millions of connections, but not the trillions found in a human brain. So trillions, by the way, is millions of millions. Mm. Not just billions is thousands of millions Trillions is millions of millions. I'm getting sick. <laughs> um, so uh, researchers at the Allen Institute in Seattle are working on an easier next goal. Oh, mapping God, please. The, God, don't give me a guided tour of the Allen Institute. Mapping please. the connectome of a mouse. And even that is a huge <sighs> challenge. We started by trying to map the connectivity of a millimeter cube what? of mouse God cortex. Goddamn publication put this out there. NPR. Oh NPR. my! We're and, this. We're paid for this. This is taxpayer money to do this. Fascinating. Not, this, not the research. I know the research is. But well, the, this, maybe this article. Is. This article. This article is from is NPR. Is yes. National this is public. Ta yeah. Taxpayer. Right. They started by trying to map the connectivity of a millimeter cube this, of mouse cortex. Is this? Does this have audio? Um, I will go on a wild shooting spree. Um, if, I. Uh, it says three minute listen, but that might just be just reading be, the no, article not, aloud. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If I hear this um, in some person, twenty seven year old's NPR, okay, vocal burn voice, I'm going to this hang is, myself. This is where this gets fascinating, though. Hang on. They're working on an easier next goal: mapping the connectome of a mouse. Um. So they started by trying to map the connectivity of a millimeter cube of mouse cortex, which is kind of a grain of sand, but has one billion connections. It took 12 days to slice up that tiny cube, which represents one five hundredth of a mouse brain, he says. Uh, despite the difficulty, mapping more complex brains is worth the effort because it could eventually help scientists understand how a human brain can be affected by disorders like schizophrenia. Uh, if your radio breaks, if someone has a wiring diagram, they'll be in a better position to fix it, says DaCosta. A human connect home will also help scientists answer basic questions like how we learn and why we behave the way we do. Every idea, every memory, every movement, every decision you ever made comes from the activity of neurons in your brain, DaCosta says. And this activity is an expression of this structure. And it's so funny to me because 
lots of people um, know a lot about how the human brain works. And I would venture to say, like, we know people who know more about how human beings learn and work and think and in terms of like human instinct and in real Mm -hmm. ways that actually matter than all of the people in that entire article who are mapping millions of connections in a millimeter cube of a mouse brain. Are they called connectomes? Connectomes is the wiring diagram of the brain. A connectome. I also think it's kind of an interesting admission that even though we give people all kinds of drugs to deal with all these mental illnesses, they have no freaking idea how any of them work. You know, like he says, like, it's really important that we map this connectome because that's like the wiring diagram that will tell us can how you, the brain works so we can a, fix can schizophrenia. Can you read a little bit more of that for a second? I just uh, finished the article, but it, or do you mean go back to yeah, what back I just read? Just he says, um, he says, mapping complex brains is worth the effort Hold because on. it could eventually Open help scientists here. understand how a human second. brain can be affected yeah. by disorders like schizophrenia. Oh, Okay. Well, I'm glad that we worked that out. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I So I think that's interesting. But I, first of all, it points to the total complexity am, of nature and you the know, universe. I am, I am now impotent. Okay. <laughs> the total complexity of the universe in ways that we, like, cannot begin to even remotely understand. And that, like, the tiniest, most simple thing is, like, light years beyond the comprehension of like the biggest scientists that we have and secondly that uh scientists suck and don't know anything that's those are my big takeaways <laughs> maybe we'll have a pre-show meeting i don't from know now on. i don't know that that's what npr wanted the takeaways of that article to be but that those are my takeaways anyway you can go to the chat chat now what chat 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 the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline chat chat brought to us by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, which you can find in Market Basket or Big Y or some other locations, ChelseaFireHotSauce.com. We love Chelsea Fire Hot Sauce because you do not have to sacrifice uh, heat or flavor. You oh, really get so both in one hot sauce. It's great on really everything. There's mm. new flavors coming out. We're really excited for that. Tom can even eat it on Awaken 180, which he today loves. Had it today with my uh, chicken and pasta. Yum. And um, and they also donate 5% of the proceeds to the Fallen Firefighters Foundation. So really just a win on all levels for everybody. Hey, Alice, how low do you think Tom's going to go um, considering he started this OnlyFans talk? I wouldn't be sh- sh- uh, surprised if he go- gets down so low that you're finding out that you're missing um, underwear. <laughs> yep. I actually, you probably it. would sell my used underwear to uh, people uh, if they wanted to buy would? it. <laughs> Did you um do you remember that girl? You probably didn't follow this. I don't know why I find like who, e, the bath e milk? girl the bath girl. Yeah, like the bath yeah, who milk, was yeah. selling her bath not milk. She was oh, bath sell- water, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was selling yeah. her bath water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In like the, to people containers to people. I get it. There was a girl who was she had to quit because it was too hard on her. This was like a news story who was selling like farts in a jar. Okay, Alice, we're moving right along. <laughs> Tom will we're do having that. a pre-show meeting Tom from will, now on. <laughs> Tom no will more, do that no probably. No more con- of of um of larvae anymore. <laughs> no more that. That's terrible. Jesus, fifteen seventy. That is going to be rerouted. <laughs> Replica Shattuck. So, Tom, you're wondering because Alice yes. is being a complete snob on this OnlyFans matter. Correct. Mm. I don't understand it at all. Like I said, you don't have to show your face or anything like that. There's weirdos for any stupid little thing you got going on out there. Find the Reddit thread, post something on there, boom, you got some idiots. Here we go. But if you're not going to do it, Albie, because you're such a prude. Mm-hmm. I am Tom, a prude. Thank you. You can start looking into the bear action, I think, buddy. Mm. Because you were saying, I wonder what's out there for me. I'm pretty sure we all know what's out there in the world of OnlyFans for men. Yeah. And it's just Mm. gay stuff. So Mm. as long as you embrace it, because it's only about the dollars, I'm sure you'll make money too. Yeah. Go for it, big guy. It doesn't mean anything. You don't even have to show your face. You can do whatever you want. So I'd be the burly bear for the docile cubs. I don't know how any of that that works. works. I I think the burly bears hook up with docile cubs. I think that's how it works. (sighs) I'm not attracted to men. That but you can, do it for money. It's not off the table. <laughs> okay. 
good to know about yo, you. Yo, yo, homeboy, try and get that. that. Okay, I'm going to move right along on that one, Justin. Thank you, just in case. <laughs> just in case, I don't need Benjamin Crump uh, flying into town. <laughs> Thank you, though. As, uh, this message is pretty much the Tom the Pimp. Hey. Uh, I'd like to start with the pants. Yes. So, Tom, look at the little tag on your fancy pants. Yeah. And the W stands for waist. Uh-huh. It doesn't mm. stand for, it's not an H, which means hips. It's not a P for pelvis. Right. It's a W for waist. All mm. right. And uh, I don't think it would quite measure out at 38 inches. Oh, is that, for your butt, is that not how that works? Doesn't, He's saying the same thing that we were saying earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That your a waist woman, is not 38 inches. Oh, right, here we go. This is exactly what you're saying. As for your butt, yeah. a woman that I uh, used to work with asked me one time, where do men's butts go after 40? Mm. Told her I don't know, and I really don't know, but I will tell you this, Tom. Yours is gone there. Yours is gone wherever they go. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, that's The last true. thing is for you, Tom, is uh, this whole idea of OnlyFans. Yep. You might want to start a site called Lonely Fans because folks would certainly have to be lonely to watch anything that you might put on the screen. Alice, stick to your guns. Guys, love the show. Have a great weekend. Thank See you. Ya. You too. Well, I mean, I think the, some of the prison population with time in their hands might like mm. me up there. Yeah. I, I no, I've got lots of great feedback, by the way, about how right I am on this. So I hope you're. Uh, that is incorrect. Mm-hmm. Yep, lots of great feedback. Incorrect. You and Replica can work on producing your only. I, fans, I, I'm just. So. We're just. We, me and Replica are just worried about feeding our kids, but mm-hmm. you're not, so that's fine. Hi, Steve from Merrimack. Hey, Steve. Hi, Steve. Just wanted all the ladies out there to know that Tom Shattuck's OnlyFans is something of a first in the history of that platform. <laughs> it's the first OnlyFans ever where every patron gets a lifetime supply of air sickness bags. <laughs> You're going to need them. <laughs> Incorrect. How terrible. How terrible. You realize, Alice, that mm-hmm. I'm now demoed up into like the like the villages. You know, the retirement home. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's where I'm hot now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those are my people. And yeah. Especially p- gay people in the villages. <laughs> those are my people. And they're going to make me and my kids rich. And you can just <laughs> go away. Back to the convent, lady. We don't need you anymore in our life. When, I mean, I don't I don't know anything about like bears and different stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Stuff like you that. You come but, to the right place. But it seems to me mm-hmm. that. When I like see or hear things about gay culture and like yes. what they're into physically for men, yes, a lot of times it seems to be like really buff guys. What are you saying, else? I don't know. I'm just it's not just always. An, it's just an observation Tim, that I had. Um, what's the what's the um, what's the comedian Tim? I don't know. Come on, I I I I got his podcast, Tim. Thanks, Alice. Comedian guys, what... what's the comedian? Tim. I don't know comedians. It's not something Tim... I have really. Sorry, I apologize. Tim but... Dillon. Okay. He's. A, I'm essentially a doppelganger of his. And he's I'm not gay. saying all gay guys are no, super don't hot. You worry. I'm saying, does he have like a calendar out? You're, because when I hear you, about guys, you are a negative. Alice. Okay. You're a negative force. You're not a visionary like me and Replica, and that's why I'm mm-hmm. now moving on with my new business partner, Replica, and we're leaving you in the dust. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for all your great feedback. Thank you for the chat chat calls. We appreciate it. We are going to see you again Sunday, if all goes well, um, if we make it that far. But uh, fingers crossed. And uh, if you want to join Patreon, there will be extra content there Sunday. And we live stream, of course. That's patreon.com slash burn barrel, of course. You know, if you're poor, like we're definitely poor, we wouldn't do it. You can just find us for free at burnbarrelpodcast.com. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.